0: Welcome to episode nine, Let's Commit Crimes of Story Mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. We're recording early today, so this morning I'm joined by Keelan Sampson. Hello. And Simon Evans. Oh hello. (laughs) Not what I expected. (laughs) Early morning. This is this is the energy you get when it's I mean, I say it's early, it's it's 11, but it's a Sunday, so
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, and also I've just finished a 12 hour night shift. Exactly. I just finished asleep. So, Mm, you know, that would
0: be nice. We've all all worked hard, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) This is what you get. You're too essential. You're too essential.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Today's my last day of annual. So, you know, I'm I'm feeling it as well. Just not in the same way. Just feel a little sad. It's okay, Jesse. Fake crow. It is. It is okay. But you know what's not okay? PS5 stock being limited due to cost. Straight into the news of the bad segue. Is there any other way? So according to Bloomberg, the website, there's been a report that Sony will be pumping out fewer consoles than they did with the PS4 release. Um, in a move sparked by the projected demand as a result of what may be an elevated price. It looks like the PS5 is going to be a tad, tad expensive. Um, so we haven't seen the console yet, but we have seen the controller and we do have the specs, and that's led experts to believe the console could cost as much as $550 US, which is 850 Australian Ooh. because our dollar is shit ass right now. Oof. That seems like the top end of the um, predictions though. So I, I imagine it, I still think it would be around 750 around that mark. Mm. Now, yeah. according to people quote familiar with the matter, Sony will distribute five to 6 million units between release and March, 2021 in a financial year. Um, so just for comparison back in 2013, when the PS4, Dropped. Sony sold seven point five million units in that same amount of time in the first two quarters. So they're wow. expecting a bit of a drop. Mm. Um now there's no doubt that COVID concerns mm-hmm. are playing a part into this. Um Sony had command said that their advertising and marketing for it will be affected by COVID, but they're saying that the release date won't be.
2: Okay. So like, like the very- production is not being impacted by that whatsoever?
0: That's what they're saying, but I kind of don't see how it's not. I mean, you have yeah. factories that aren't running. You have, um, you know, travel stuff is reduced. Like, everything is sort of hampered right now.
2: How, how is it not being so hurt by it? My understanding is that, like, most of the factories that were impacted by COVID are kind of back up and running um, over in, like, China, where I guess the majority of the production would be. But with that being said, they were shut down for quite some time. And, like, a shutdown yeah. of a week... Has huge flow-on effects, so yeah, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised absolutely. if that that impacts.
0: Are it. we about to get a spike, like you know, crunch? Are they going to be expected to deliver the same amount of units as they were over, say, a year within seven to six months? Mm. Does that mean that we're going to have lower quality parts for it?
2: Oh, I don't know. It's, I'm concerned. They're very yeah. confident
0: about it. They're very, very confident. They've come out and said, you know, the COVID has hampered a few things, but they've adamant about this release date which we don't even have yet
2: well um, i think they have to be adamant about it they're presenting this brand new product it's going to be their flagship game console they have yeah, to come true. out you know but
0: microsoft is saying quiet about it microsoft aren't really saying much about it but sony's like no 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 we're releasing on, on time it's fine it's fine it's fine i like think microsoft always...
2: has said something similar they just uh they have more out know. there they've Maybe got their console series, i just got... don't
0: get that news as
2: much They've got um, um, the the prototypes and everything up and running. Like it's all it's all real there on that end. Um, now this isn't the only
0: Sony um, hardware news that come out this week. They've painted something. Sony's PlayStation team have painted a uh, hopefully future product. Now I sent you guys an image of this, and I also put it on our social media of this little, very little, very little creature, little little friendly buddy. He's a robotic pal that will chill with you and watch TV, watch movies, and watch you play games. The robot is described as a, quote, human-type pet-type robot.
1: <laughs> human-type pet. Oh, God.
2: It looks <laughs> like... <Which> can
0: audibly <laughs> react and move.
2: It looks like an, a character out of, like, Adventure Time or something like that. It it's, does, yeah. Oh yeah my God, really it looks good. like...
0: Um, uh, uh, what's the purple blob check?
1: Oh, uh, Lumpy Space Princess. Mm-hmm. It looks like her, like, young
0: brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, spot on. <laughs> it's – now, I mean, paintings that won't obviously be what it looks like. Though I kind of hope it does. If it even I kind of hope out. it now, does. Like, I hope they <laughs> yeah. keep that. For some clarity of what this is, a quote from directly from the paint itself, it says – It is expected that the user's affinity with the robot is increased and motivation for playing a game is enhanced by the robot viewing the game play next to the user and being pleased or (laughs) sad together with the user. Further, regarding not only the game but also a movie, a television program or the like, it is expected that the user may enjoy content merely by viewing the content with the robot as compared to the case of viewing it alone. Uh, What the fuck is this thing?
2: baffling I'm imagining it sitting next to me playing Doom and just going rip and tear rip and tear tear."
1: (laughs) but then then it turns like furby kind of creepy when the batteries start to run out and it's sat in your bedroom in the corner somewhere in the middle of the night you 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 just hear it go rip and tear oh god no it's like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) like yeah would this thing get mad at you like doing stuff wrong like if you're swearing at a game if you're playing like a kids game (laughs) <laughs> and you start swearing at it. Or you're playing a game online, you don't have your mic on, because you shouldn't be abusing people online when you play online. That's just a, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. But if your mic's on say whatever the fuck you want,
2: I do, the robot's going to be like, well,
1: dude, chill. Calm the
2: fuck down. Okay, guys, look. You know what? We're all, like, isolating right now. You know, we're having this a distinct lack of human contact. Sony is coming up with answers <laughs> to real problems. <laughs>
0: They're coming up to answers for questions that were never asked.
2: I'm lonely, Jesse. I need
0: friends. <laughs> now, the paint also mentions multiple sensors, um, which capture human reaction. Um, a camera, a biological sensor, so it can track you know, how much you're sweating and your heart rate and things like that.
1: That's a bit a weird. A motion sensor, Ooh, yes. a
0: microphone, and
1: a event detection unit. So what if you like host a party or something? Does it just wander out and it's like, "Hello, I am friend.
0: Please be I, gentle." I, I, I want to know what an event detection yeah, unit is. I'm very curious
1: about
2: that
0: for boating. <laughs> um, now the sweat and um heart rate monitor. See, I find that? that
1: kind of creepy. sounding. that out. is creepy. I,
0: I remember seeing a while ago that there were possible ideas to have that in the controller. Hey, they could still be there. Who knows.
1: Oh, I mean, Nintendo tried to come up with an add-on to the to the Wii remote, which was a, a heartbeat monitor.
0: I'm kind of worried, worried that the event detection unit is... Um, the event in question is Order 66. <laughs> and the thing is just going to put a blast <laughs> to your head. <laughs> I don't know. This thing... I, I I love it in theory. Like, it's for kids. Really, it's for kids. But how engaged, a kid's going to be with this little prick sitting next to him saying, yeah, plug arms, rip and tie. <laughs>
2: you know, Sony, but have, said, but- Sony have done something like this in the past, right? They, they invented that little robotic dog called Ibo. Um, I remember <laughs> yeah. as a kid, oh, I wanted I one of those so badly. But it's terrible. Like,
0: it's now, just- do you remember how long you wanted that for, though? Like a week. About a week. Yeah. And like, if this thing comes out, I imagine it
1: dro- costing, what, three, four hundred bucks? Yeah, pricey. For a week. Oh, do you guys mm. remember those? Um there, there was a weird little fad. I think shortly after the Sony robot dog, there was like a, a humanoid one and it was like Robo Sapien or something. Uh, oh the Robo
0: Sapien and there was also the dinosaur. I missed yeah, there, there like a few, the few of mid- those of robots. Because I totally think weird. a lot of tech companies are like, hey, sci-fi said there'd be robots by now, and we don't really have them.
1: So let's make let's just
0: give these shitty fucking remote control dinosaurs and <laughs> dogs and people and shit and make them look really futuristic. Mm. And, man, well, I wanted all of them.
1: Some of them, them were really so cool. Like, you know, they were very clever. And I'm sure had they come out in today's market, oh, you could probably, you know, connect it to your Raspberry Pi or something and, like, custom program some cool little modules and stuff and have it say and do some things, which I think would be really cool. But, yeah i just Back don't then, see the
0: need in the market i don't see what hole this fits into in the market yeah, i think i think it's a I few don't see years it coming too late to be fair like a lot of companies put out patents for things that never come out and oh I, I imagine sony is still trying to work out how to make sure this thing doesn't turn evil or fed after midnight so <laughs> it may not actually come out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's bizarre i i kind of don't think we'll hear about it again rest in peace little little furry baby Rip in um, peace. um now, Simon, you have some, some sad news for us, but, you know, some touching kind of...
1: Yeah, news, it's quite, the quite a bittersweet story. Um, so, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the community um, came together on April 11th for a memorial service for a player who passed away due to COVID. Um, so... Basically, the estimates were some somewhere in, in the thousands of players showed up for this memorial service uh, for for a player known as Fern Leroy, it might be Leroy, I don't know. They've got an apostrophe in there. Um, yeah, and they they passed away from complications due to COVID nineteen. So, uh, a couple of their in game friends created a, an event just to be like, hey, let's you know do a little memorial service. And it blew up, and thousands and thousands of people showed up for this memorial service. Now, being an active Final Fantasy player, I can say probably, like, es- positive estimates would be, oh, I could recognize maybe about sort of, 200 people that I interact with somewhat frequently. Um, and so, for the, uh, like, several thousand people show up is huge. This isn't just like, oh no, this is everyone this person's ever interacted with. This is, people have found out about this event that was being hosted on Facebook, just as a reminder, and shown up in droves to support their community and to support their friends. And this is one of the reasons why I absolutely fucking adore this game, is because the community is phenomenal. Um, Inverse, um, the the. News website, Inverse Gaming, uh, did a really, really nice article on this, um, written by... um, What's this guy's name? Uh, Daniel Pires? I think I'm pronouncing that right. I might not be. Um, (laughs) Anyway. um, And then, yeah, there's also a video that's on the article which showcases the actual walk.
0: So so it was like like a tribute walk?
1: Yes. And it went from... From, what, uh, from a, a city known as Uldar to um, a place called the Guardian Tree in the Black Shroud. And overall, the video runs for just shy of an hour. You know, it shows pretty much the entire walk. And people showed up dressed in black, carrying oh, wow. black parasols. And, you know, um, there, there's two sort of, well, three sort of walk speeds in the game, which is, you know, you've got your um, what's often referred to as role-playing walk, which is a very slow paced standard like a natural, human speed yeah. yeah human speed walk and then you've got your standard default you press the forward button and your character does like jog and then you can sprint these people were slow walking yeah from basically one end of the map to the other
0: it like a lot of online gaming communities are sort of like everyone thinks oh yeah, everyone just like harass each other and stuff like that they have touching moments like this i, I mean mm. it sucks the reason behind it sucks um mm. but it is yeah it's touching that the whole community got together and yeah. you know, showed support for each other um because i mean yeah it is there is more to it than just the game itself there is a community outside of the game as well um it's really nice when people you know, keep that in mind yeah. now that isn't the only piece of sad you know it's a bit of A bit of sad news. Sorry, Um, Jesse.
2: Just on that topic as well, I just wanted to bring up how different that community is as opposed to other other MMOs or other like online gaming communities as well. I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, well, it's probably many years ago at this point. um, In World of Warcraft, they attempted to have a funeral for a player who had passed away, unfortunately, and um, they all these uh, players gathered. Um, together to have some kind of ceremony and they were accosted by players of the opposing faction yes. and they killed them all while they were trying to like celebrate this guy's life and like that's some toxic shit you know you're trying <laughs> yeah to do and that was that a little bit
0: too game of Thrones for me mm-hmm. yeah um it's horrifying but, so you compare
2: yeah. that to final fantasy 14's community and like all those people who turned up and took an hour entire hour of their day to do something that um is solely in the memory of this person that's kind of great
0: i think maybe a future episode a good idea for a future episode will be looking into the large scale events in online communities um because i've read about battles in um oh what's that in uh
1: Eve. eve eve yeah which costs of, something around, like, $20 million or something.
0: Yeah, like, they have, like, real-world consequences and stuff, yeah. like, stuff like that. And, like, you know, controversial things like what you just said, Keelan. I think it'd be kind of interesting to go into.
1: But, but Yeah, just, just sort no. of bringing up the community once again is, like... Look, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV for several years now, and the community never, ever failed to impress me. And, you know, just... Like, it, it is little things like this, because, you know, thousands of people... Maybe one two hundred people knew this person to some actual degree, and then everyone else is showing up to support their friends and their friends' friends, and it's crazy how fucking lovely this is. Like I mean, yeah, they took it, they took it seriously as well. Like well, mm. yeah, no, it. no one was taking the piss. No one was being a dick. No one was being horrible. And you, you know, you capitalising on this time to, you know. Slaughter other people, whatever, you know, it was a, no, this is for, you know, you know this is for a good cause. Yeah. So mm. don't be a dick.
0: Um, you know, that other bit of sad news we had this week is Paul Haddad, uh, the original voice actor for Leon S. Kennedy from Resident Evil 2, um, sadly passed away, age 56.
1: Mm. Oh. That sucks. Yeah.
0: But um, let, let's get out of the, the doldrums here because it has been a bit sad. Keelan, what the fuck's happening with Cooking Mama? It's fucking crazy. Oh, you're yeah, The
2: Exotic you, of games. You, exactly. You described this as the Tiger, tiger King of games before. Uh, absolutely accurate. This is some weird shit. So, what has happened with Cooking Mama? There's lots of drama. There's lots of rumor. Basically, Cooking Mama came out in late March uh, on Switch. So, that was both at retail stores and on the e-store as well. But it was pulled shortly afterwards... And that got people, like, talking and thinking, like, what the hell is going on? What's Why has this happened? What's, what's the problem with the game? Um, and one of the theories that came out of it, um, the major theories that gained a lot of traction, is that <laughs> the developers of Cooking Mama Cookstar were using the game um, to mine cryptocurrency on players' <laughs> consoles. <laughs>
0: That is fucking fucking wild. When I saw this on Twitter, because like, (laughs) of the three of us, I'm on the I'm on Twitter the most, so that's why I get a lot of my um, updates for. And yeah, like day one, oh hey everyone, play Cookie Mama. This is a great game. It's a fun game. Next day, oh no, it's gone. The day after, whoa, oh (laughs) shit's mining cryptos. (laughs) Now, did it? I don't know much about the blockchain and cryptos, and I don't really want to despite people forcing that on me sometimes in conversation. (laughs) um, The game had some sort of blockchain element to it for updates. That's what I read somewhere.
2: I didn't quite get it. Potentially. I'm not too certain about that myself, but I know for a fact that the uh, people who made the game, Planet Entertainment, have categorically denied that there's any sort of cryptocurrency mining built w- into the game they they whatsoever. Would.
1: <laughs> they would. <laughs> Did you imagine, like, if there was? I mean, God, do you remember when, like, graphics cards were doubling in price because people were using them for crypto farms? Oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah, like, they that f- was a, a thing. So ha- let's be honest here. How How is the Switch even remotely powerful enough to be... You know, mining for cryptocurrency whilst I su- also playing fucking cooking mama. I
2: suspect it's more about numbers rather than just straight up power. But yeah, and I think, any I think case, when you
0: when you get millions of these switches yeah, going, you they, could.
2: They thought they were slick, but they weren't. We caught you guys. We caught <laughs> Are you. playing you telling me people
0: making cooking mama aren't fucking slick? Goddamn heisters?
2: <laughs> this is some cool shit. <laughs> you know, you this know is like are.
0: swordfish. But it gets worse. Like
2: <laughs> it gets worse. It just builds. It keeps going. The story just keeps giving. It's crazy. So the company that owns the intellectual property rights for Cooking Mama is called Office Create. And they published a statement afterwards saying that they had rejected Planet Entertainment's build of the game due to, and I quote, Deficiencies um, affecting the overall feel, quality, and content of the game. That's that's everything. <laughs> that's that's literally everything. Wait, what, was the the
0: the game co- Sorry, what was the quote?
2: Deficiencies affecting the overall feel, quality, and content of the game.
0: Could you imagine going on a date and being told that, and that there wouldn't be a second date? Like the rejection of that. <laughs>
2: That is the <sighs> the roughest shit I've ever seen in a corporate statement
1: That's, that's so harsh That that's hurt so my feelings subtle. I love it.
2: <laughs> That it's hurt my like... feelings, I got nothing to do with this game It's um, the
1: equivalent of going No, we, re- we actually rejected this Because it was a piece of shit She <laughs> just wants yeah. to
2: cook <laughs> Let her cook um, And they went on to label The release as unauthorised Oof Yikes, that's rough Okay, fair enough, they're the intellectual property holders Cool Planet Entertainment then responded They fired back (laughs) Their response was that um, there were, to quote them, creative differences That arose when the game was near completion And they insisted that they were within their rights to release the game on those platforms What the hell? God damn! What the hell? It is so
0: bizarre. I think it's because it's a relatively small release game, Cookie Mama. Like people Mm -hmm. aren't lining up for it. It's a it's a fine game. People aren't lining up for it, which has meant this news is sort of swept to the side a little bit. This is one of the strangest things I've heard in games for a while. I I, (laughs) you just don't (laughs) see this happening, and then yeah. So it was. It's back on. Nintendo store, right? Like, it's back for
2: sale? I have no idea, actually. And I no, think that there, there was going to
0: be a PS4 port, but one one party said that there would be, the other party said that there won't be. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mess, and it's, it's kind of weird. So the whole crypto part of it was like, surely that's bullshit. But the more and more I hear about this game, and the weird infighting, and the it being pulled from the store, then it's back up, and there's all these, like... um statements that kind of counter each other <laughs> i reckon it was legit Quite I reckon, have you spoken to people about cryptos before like people really into cryptos before have you had a few like a few of them talk to each other that's what they sound like they're all just having digs at each other yeah you're using this i use this and and that's what they sound like they are too deep okay i don't like it i don't like <laughs> it i think cookie mama has been tainted forever the I money goes we can
1: hilarious. hilarious. I feel like this is going to be part of like the next payday 2 DLC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining the next payday is like you set up your P- you set up a like really powerful PC and then you kick back and you wait for it to mine. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck this is a shit game.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, I it's hate It's wild. I hate it all. It's so dumb, but it's hilarious. It's just outlandish.
1: Thank you. How is this real? How is this an actual thing that's going on right I now?
0: We'll definitely keep an eye on how this develops because I, I think there's a few more moments to play out here. Mm. It's going to make a good movie in a few years. It's dramatic. It
2: rem- f- reminds me of uh, pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> this is entertaining. I'm looking forward <laughs> to
1: the response of the response.
0: <laughs> it just, it, I reckon they just need to fight, meet out in a car park.
1: so long as everybody records it and they all show up dressed as cooking mama i'm there i'm in it
0: i'm in all right let's move on to our main topic uh we're going to be talking about remasters and remakes now crisis everyone's heard of crisis at least the meme will it run Mm -hmm. crisis (laughs) crisis is being remastered so those memes are going to come in all over again Mm -hmm. now on top of that Last week we mentioned the Resident Evil 4 um, remake and the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 remaster. So it kind of got us all thinking about are all these remakes and remasters a good or, or bad thing? So before we kind of dive into it, let's just go over what the difference is between a remaster and a remake. Because there are big differences. A remaster is basically just a coat of paint. You get the old game, you do a few audio tweaks... A few graphical tweaks, and you, you re-release it. It's a HD remaster that way. So, an example of that would be um, what, Akami, Last of Us, mm. uh, Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, HD, stuff like that. These really peaked around PS4 era, mm-hmm. because the PS4 didn't have backwards compatibility. Yeah. All the PS3 games got HD remasters to make them compatible, so people had to buy them again. A remake is something that's becoming a bit more popular um, and standardized nowadays. So, for the most part, remake is built from the ground up and based on the original property. They added new controls, new assets, new features um, that were perhaps not possible when the game first released. So examples of that sort of basic remake is Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Medieval, Shadow of the Colossus, all that type of stuff that have been released in the last few years. The ones I really like, though, are the ones that go a little bit Further, when they add new mechanics. Um, for example, Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm. they ditched the traditional turn-based combat for something a bit more modern. Mm. Resident Evil 2 Remake that came out start of last year got rid of the old fixed camera, which was shit. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the over-the-shoulder camera.
2: Mm. They also got rid of the tank controls. Thank Not God. Tank George controls were that. gone.
0: So yeah. it's almost like there's three different types of Re-release. There is the coat of paint with the remaster, the basic remake, and the full balls of the wall. Let's just completely redo this thing. I
2: feel like we should remake. call them reimagining
1: or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I'm
0: up for reimagining.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. It's not what? quite as catchy, though, is it? That's probably I'm not reimagining.
0: It. Rebettering. Regoodening. Re-better. <laughs> okay. Um. What are your thoughts on these? Do you guys have a preferred one? I, I imagine we all like the reimaginings. Hmm. I mean,
1: look, if, if the world was perfect and there wasn't any other issues, you know, there wasn't, like, time restraints and budget restraints and so on and so forth, then, yeah, I would want reimaginings. I would want full-blown, proper remakes in the style of Resident Evil 2 and so on and so forth for half the games that i own on n64 Fair. you know mm. I, i'd want that that's what i'd want but the truth of the matter is that's not how it works that's not the real world i think there are some games that
0: that wouldn't work with i couldn't think of say Shadow the Colossus. that is quite mm. a simple it, it's called the very very simple game you're mm. a dude on a horse with a sword a bow and arrow and you kill what 13 bosses 12 bosses whatever it is that's it. I can't imagine what you could add to that situation in a complete reimagining. I, I don't want to see new designs of the creatures because they are perfect. I like how barren everything is. I like how alone you feel.
2: I also think that that kind of game, because there's like a very specific vision and like a vibe that goes mm, into it. Yeah. And if you start throwing extra things in, you're just going to dilute the, the message and the experience that is there. So it's not yeah. appropriate to go the like the reimagining route um, for for games like that.
0: I think there are games that when they were first made, the developers got what they wanted out of it. So I think Shadow of the Colossus is a really good example of that, mm-hmm. um, and even Crash Bandicoot. Like I don't, they weren't trying to do anything else. Just we just have a fun game here. Whereas games like the original Resident Evil two, you could tell that their ambition was hampered by the technology at the time. Yes. So that we kind of yeah. had to have tank controllers. The fixed camera was there for a purpose, actually made things scarier because they couldn't do much without it. If they didn't have the fixed camera, it would have been more of just a straight-up action game than a horror. So they use that to a really cool effect. Janky at times, but a cool effect. Um, and same with Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah. I
0: think now with the technology at their fingertips, they can make this really fluid dance-like battling system. But back in the day, it's like, fuck it, turns it's like poker. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, here's a Lego for your character.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with that.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's quite cute still to look at it. But
0: now people get mad when devs come out and say, "Hey, we're remastering or remaking or re-releasing whatever a game." There, are, there are definitely two parties here. People think it's bad. They think that it um, devs will do this as a cash grab um they'll do this instead of releasing new new games and they're just like sick of it they're just like well why do you keep re-releasing the same game let's start with that argument do you do you think there is that is warranted that that um reaction
2: this is um, one of the big reasons that you want remasters is to i guess maintain accessibility to older games it's a 100%. massive mm. reason for it. Um, I'll give you an example. There are lots of DOS games that are very, very difficult to get running on a modern PC. Um, one of the yeah. games that I grew up playing um, is called Death Rally. And um, I used to have a lot of fun customizing my car and just shooting things and stuff like that. I tried to get it running on my PC a few years ago and it just wouldn't run. It does It's not compatible. Um, They released a remaster on
1: phones, and it was cheap. That's what Exodos is
0: doing, aren't they? Yes. They're making sure that future generations can play these games.
1: Mm. But, I mean, you don't even need to go as far back as, you know, an MS-DOS game. You can go back to even one of the most popular games of all time, The Sims. The Sims 1, the original Sims. Try and get that running on a modern Windows 10 PC, and it is nigh on impossible unless you find a good current and cracked version with a few updates which you know is very much in a gray area of legality yeah exactly well. mm-hmm. like they don't so,
0: want you doing like the companies are something like, don't mm-hmm. want exactly I think, and
1: of course christ knows ea would milk that for every single cent it could oh hell yeah
0: i think personally just because i'm more for sony person i can just go back to the ps3 so there's a ps3 notorious for the cell processor and that's what kind of one of the reasons that games made for the ps3 didn't Went backward compatible with the PS4, blah, blah, blah. If you didn't have a PS3 and you wanted to play games like The Last of Us, which did get a remaster, and you had a PS4, you couldn't? And it's like one of the biggest games ever made came out four to five months before the PS4. That was the only way you could play it if you had a PS4. You had to wait yeah. for a remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon, you've been mentioning in the last few episodes a lot about how Nintendo have all their old library, yeah, available to people. And I said, I never got a chance to play them. I never had those consoles. Mm. And now uh, I do.
1: I, uh, look, the the more c- cynical side of me is like, well, yeah, but also Nintendo know that these things print money, both from a nostalgia point of view and also from an accessibility point of view. You know, but like how that- many people fans will buy the same version of Ocarina of Time a million times over? I'm one right. of those fools. I will do that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I love that you game. You have done that. I have done that. But <laughs> Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS is a beautiful remake. And I think it's the pinnacle, like, the absolute peak version of the game. The way to play it. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah,
0: these remasters and remakes are always going to be, I mean, for the most part, I'm not going to say always, the better version of the game. Because what's wrong with a bit of polish on the game, making it look a little bit better? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I
2: think that's um, the goal. And especially when you're talking about games from like the PS3 era, Jesse, when you take a game from that era and you put it on like a modern, like 4K TV, it looks like garbage. It's horrible. Um, it's unpleasant visual experience for you as a player. So if you can then see it in rendered in 4K, looking real nice and pretty, sharp lines, um, the way that it was meant to be seen, the way that it would have been seen perhaps, you know, maybe 10 years, 15 years prior, that's better. I think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I can agree with that. And I, I definitely also- get
0: the the, um, the the cynical view of like, it just there to prove money, but... And the company... I mean, companies release games to make money. I mean, that's, mm, that's their goal. So, of yeah. course, they're going to do stuff to, to uh, make money. But if it gives players who never had a chance... To play some of the old games that are just classics, and like if you know you're reading really the games, there are some games that you almost I don't want to say need to play, but you know you really want to play without re releases. I wouldn't really get a chance to. You can't go down to EB games, like, hey, can I buy a GameCube? Doesn't really happen, <laughs>
1: uh, but I mean, again, going back to sort of like the cynical point of view, uh, I'm gonna take Persona as a prime example of the cynical side of that. Lauren I have, and pl-
0: Josh will kill you but go bear on.
1: with me on this because <laughs> I have played through uh, like the first Palace of Persona 5, I think it's brilliant, I really enjoy it um, I can see obviously it's a little bit grinding there's a few quality of life changes and stuff that I would like to have um, Persona 5 Royal came out not too long ago and mm. the reviews for it are mostly pretty good, oh, yeah, it adds in you know some really nice quality of life changes, however it tampers with the story and that's what people aren't happy about, is that if that is your first experience on Persona 5, you're going to be left scratching your head right at the end, because you're like, wait, how does that tie into everything else? Whereas if you've played the original, you know where where the line was drawn, and you go, cool, that's the end of that segment, and this is an additional segment. But the line's been blurred because they've tampered with it, and so, yes, they've re-released it to you know promote quality of life changes and you know give it a nice extra bit of polish, but they've also messed with the vision, and they've gone. Oh, but also, we can. Have they messed with it, or is this what they wanted to do at the start? From the from the, the reviews that I've seen, having not played Royal myself, um, it's one of those things that it.
0: You don't it quite could know what
1: they to executed. them. Executed, yeah, like it yes. could have been executed a lot better than it was. If it was meant to be just additional content, cool. It needed much clearer definition between the ending and the extra and 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 the extra yeah Mm -hmm. whereas here like i said it blurs the line and just goes oh but also this is happening and is it happening at this point or at this point in the story you don't know because you haven't played the original and you don't know where this like slots in plus if it's just quality of life sorry if it's just quality of life improvements couldn't have just been a big update yeah well exactly but also i mean Persona as a franchise is known for doing this. Like oh, the yes. best version of Persona Four is Persona Four Golden on golden. the PSP. I think it is, with the PS Vita. Vita I actually yeah. don't know. It's yes. always Vita.
2: obscure platforms as
1: well with Persona. Whoa! Holy shit! <laughs> it is, PS Vita was it? fucking fantastic. <laughs> oh, I think you're one of like eight people that actually yeah. owned one. Fun, My fun story. I bought the, the PS Vita
0: ones. when I was in America. Um, I was there oh, on a look. holiday. I bought it in the states, and it came out in the states like a month before it came out in Australia. So I bought it at um, GameStop over there, came back with it, and was like, whoa, this thing's crazy. I'm like, yeah, man. I was playing like Uncharted, Golden Abyss on it and stuff like that, and then I stopped playing it. Yeah. But it was yeah. cool I mean, while it lasted.
1: <laughs> that it's reminds all- me of when, I, of when I bought my Nintendo DSi. I, was, uh, I had a very short stop in Japan and uh, went and bought a Nintendo DSi about a month and a half before it came out in Europe. And that <laughs> nice. was fun. Jesse. i um, still got it.
2: I'm just reminded of a, a really funny story, actually. I, when I worked at EB Games, I sold a lot of PlayStation Vitas. Um, every single one of them I sold to dudes who were like, I want to play Destiny on the toilet. <laughs> every single <laughs> one of, of them. they are? <laughs> Genius. That's why mean, Sony is the market leader.
1: And, oh, and then you, Nintendo come out with the Switch and it's like, sure, you can play fucking everything on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. There's no
0: reason to leave the bathroom anymore.
1: <laughs> just take your snacks in there and you're good to go. Please don't do that. That would be disgusting. Yeah, no. And
0: Live your life. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> There's currently a pandemic going on, Jesse. If you, you if you want to eat Pringles
0: while you piss, I mean, who are we to stop you? <laughs> I'm not a cop. <laughs> now there are some games where I don't I just i'm torn i i mean i as i've been saying i'm a big proponent of remakes purely so people can play these games and they've had a chance to but a game like call of duty modern warfare 2 maybe it's because i'm not the biggest fan of the franchise but that being remade
1: well, why, do you play the new,
0: why do you play the new call of duty mm-hmm. there aren't massive changes in it really like maybe i'm being a bit cynical here and Mm. there 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 is somebody out there who loves call of duty modern warfare 2 and they think it has the best storyline in the game no doubt and that is perfectly fine and they're like hey i really want some of my friends who didn't get a chance to play this i want them to have a chance to play at the story which is which is fair i i don't want to say that some games have more merit to be remade
1: I but some think games have more a, merit I, to be remade. I was going to say, I think that's an absolutely fair thing to say. For example, um, going back to the point of accessibility, yeah, I get it. But like, I get where you're coming from in regards to Modern Warfare 2. But Modern Warfare 2 was such a hot ticket item when it first yes. came out. Pretty much everyone did play it in some way, shape, or form. Can't dispute I think because like, when sorry? did it come? When did it come out? How many years ago?
2: 2009 or 10?
1: Nine, yeah, something like that. We Ten years 10. ago,
0: there there are some people who. I mean, EB Games shouldn't be selling that game to people under eighteen. So they were underage and they couldn't buy it, and they didn't have a chance. There's ten years of, pl- of people who came in and played it. We grew up in the era where everyone we knew played it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was fifteen, and my, you know, I I played that for you know good twenty thirty hours, you know, including the multiplayer. But that was a thing. That was the key. I guess. Yeah, I, I'm still thing stuck on the was, fact
0: that it doesn't have multiplayer. The remake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so
1: and i mean cuz i think sort of like the precedent was set as well with um the modern warfare so call mm-hmm. of duty 4 remaster well, sorry re, yeah remaster um that came out included in whatever the that what fucking cod was called advanced no that wasn't advanced Or call of duty 4 yeah so call of duty 4 remaster was included in another, like, in the new Call of Duty game. Oh, yeah. So it's it available then it, then it was purchase. a release on its Separate. side. Yep. Yeah. 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 But initially, weird. it was only available as part of that. Yes, and correct. Yeah. So it was, like, I, I see that the precedent was set there, and they've gone, oh, cool, let's do the same thing again. Because this game is super, super easy to remaster and yeah. print us money.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Resident Evil 4 is a game that I love. It is... In my top five games ever. And I'm very, very excited for it being remastered. So it's actually getting remade. The mm. full remake like they did with Resident Evil 2 and 3. However, I completely understand criticism of this one. Because they remade 2 and 3 to be more like Resident Evil 4. <laughs> what do you do with Resident Evil 4? Yeah. It already has the over-the-shoulder camera. Resident Evil 4 is where the series made that big leap forward into being a little bit more action-y, but it was a perfect balance. And that's what they've always tried to replicate that. How do you improve on what a lot of people would argue is the peak of the series?
1: Yeah, like the gold standard.
0: Yeah, like they're trying mm-hmm. to bring everything in line with this game. So how, what do you do with this game? Will it basically just be a, a remaster, a coat of paint? I I'm feel fine like,
2: with. I feel like, again, this is going to be a, a opportunity for them to move outside the bounds of the the technology that was restricting them at the time in 2004
1: i think that's a fair statement
2: so i think it'll be interesting to see what they can do because they can do more they can add extra boss battles in for instance that are like bigger in scale more ridiculous they can clean up the controls that's the only Mm. thing about resident evil 4 that doesn't vibe with me that great and it's not that it's bad it's just that it's not as slick as I'd like it to be.
1: It, it is It is clunky, especially if you go back to it nowadays with you know modern gaming conveniences. And I think this is going to be... Because the problem with like remaster versus remake is that there are a few games which really sort of fall in between. And I feel like Resident Evil 4 is going to be that. It's going to yeah. fall right in the middle. It will have been remade to some extent, but also if you look at it from uh, a more generic perspective, it's basically a remaster. I don't know how I feel about it. I
0: hope. i will mean, play shit. It's coming on PS5. Like fighting that. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, when you fight the
1: fish. Yeah. The, the that sea really monster. I was thinking of that. Sea
0: monster battle, which is a, the graphic up, graphical update on this game will be really, really good because it's a very muddy, muddy looking game, especially for the first yeah, few hours when yeah, you're in the was. village and stuff like that. It's very brown. Mm. If you can make that look really crisp and make that monster look more than just a giant tadpole.
1: I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm very, very stoked for that. But then, I guess we're going back to remasters, I think um, like a really important remaster is Xenoblade Chronicles. Because when that came out... Um, now, in Europe it was less so an issue, but um, particularly in the UK, it, it sold quite well, and there was talks about not bringing it over to the US, and then it eventually released in the US, and was, I think, one of the final major first-party games that Nintendo released on the Wii. Um, and it's super hard to come by in the US. It's just not available. Yeah, it's so hard to find. So re-releasing it on the 3DS, pretty much as it was, just ported. That was just a port. Uh, fine, you know, I get that. But also, not many people. It required the new 3DS model to run. And again, not many people bought that. So now, giving it a quick bit of a remaster updating the graphics a little bit giving the character models a bit of a nice you know spit shine which they absolutely needed um bringing it out on switch perfect it does look, it does look really good it mm. looks awesome i am gonna i'm gonna buy it i'm absolutely gonna buy it because i do have my original copy on the wii somewhere but i have to go find it and dig it out and boot it up and be oh fuck where was I you know yeah. I was in the middle of something yeah, you kind of like,
0: do I just start the whole thing from scratch and I mean that's a really good example Xenoblade a good example of a game that I never really had the chance to play but mm. I keep seeing stuff um Simon you've spoken about this game a few times you've got me very interested you know
1: yeah so, this will be the way I think 100% it 100% recommend it so yeah when that remaster comes out I think it's worth it I think it is absolutely worth the money whereas going back to Resident Evil 4 there was never a lack of availability it was available on everything. Yes, that's true. So I feel like that sort of hinders the implication of the remake.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think with all these, you can, there is an argument to say, you know, there is some, again, with Resident Evil 4, I'm not going to say a kid. Some, some 18-year-old, because we follow the rules here. <laughs> some 18-year-old be- just got their first console. You know, to say the PS5 is going to be their first console, which if it is, fucking good work, kid. They don't, they've never played Resident Evil 4. They've never had a chance to so this could be the first time. I don't, I don't know. I think there's always going to be a market for it, and there'll be an argument either way. However, yeah. some games are clearly cash grabs, and there is one. Speaking of the crisis meme, a lot of these have become memes. Um, also, is everyone really um, blown away that Crisis? The game that used to push PCs to fucking blowing up is going to be running <laughs> on a fucking Nintendo Switch?
2: Y- here's the thing. Wait, and I'm, what
0: the fuck, man?
2: I'm really oh. confused about... Y- you can put Crisis on a PC now and turn it onto Mac settings and run it at 1440p. And if your computer is not powerful enough, it is going to chug. It's going to struggle. That's a game yeah. from 2007. What is the remaster going to look I'm like? Why today? Part? What am I going to need to run it on, an, on a PC uh, with that well, remaster? Well, it, run, it runs on the blockchain, you see. Mm. And
1: <laughs> now, there is a game And then Cooking Mama just appears on screen.
0: Notorious for being a cash grab. It is the elder scrolls V: skyrim this has been re-fucking released so many times <sighs> to the point where they where bethesda themselves took the piss at e3 a few years ago saying that it was going to come out on alexa and it was actually a really funny skit but it was great for some context here elder scrolls five skyrim released in 2011 Skyrim Legendary Edition was released in 2013. The Elder Scrolls Anthology was released in 2013. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition Remaster was 2016. The Switch version was 2017. The VR version for PSVR was 2017. And VR for Everything Else was 2018. And fun fact, the Skyrim Pinball Adaptation was part of the Bethesda Pinball Collection released in late 2016. Now, no doubt, I have missed a few there. Because I think there are about eight re-releases of this fucking game. Yeah. Why?
2: Let me tell you, Jesse. I'll tell you. In 2011, I bought Skyrim on Xbox 360. I played the shit out of that game and I loved every second of it. And then in 2012, I bought it on PC. And there again, I played the shit out of that game and I loved it and I modded the crap out of it. In 2016, I bought Skyrim Special Edition for Xbox One. Played the shit out of that game and I loved it. And then in 2018... No, 2019, I bought Skyrim on Switch as well. I've purchased that game four times. That's why they release it, because people like me are suckers, and they pay you for You are a shit. sucker,
0: because unpopular opinion, I think the game's only okay.
2: That's because you never spent enough time with it, Jesse, because you played it on uh, PS3. I spent that's,
0: over 120 yeah. hours in it. You know, what the fuck?
2: Yep. Didn't your game die? Yeah, yeah at that you- point,
0: because that's when I started oh. to, do, to actually do the storyline um i got halfway through the main story and just uh, a quest broke and i couldn't close it, it wouldn't trigger the next mission so i'm just like whatever so right. I, i've done all the side missions and stuff with that and there's right. some of the side missions are way more interesting than the main story i didn't give Absolutely. a shit about this 100%. fucking dragon in your throat of the world yeah. fuck off with that no, give me the, the assassin's way. guild exactly
2: it's true the assassin's guild stuff yes. is
0: really cool however the game become very monotonous in its side quest you know what's coming next the combat isn't great. I think the game would have done a lot better if it was a little bit smaller and more detailed. I just found was the same things being getting repeated over and over again. I like the sense of freedom it gives you. I think that's mm. what a lot of people click with. However, it's freedom at the cost of a coherent... um,
1: Cohesive.
0: Co- yeah, sort of cohesive <laughs> vision. Very unpopular opinion, I know.
1: I don't think it's as unpopular as you mm. might You're think right, is. You're right, I am right. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I honestly, I think that the majority of people would be in agreement with you. Had you said that, obviously, when Skyrim came out, people would be, you know, <laughs> torching your house down. <laughs> oh, but, they did. They were mad. <laughs> but now, with, you know, retrospect and hindsight and, you know, again, the... the Skyrim came out and at that point it was unchallenged in the western RPG market. Completely unchallenged. There was nothing like yeah. it. And then yep. The Witcher 3 came out and blew Skyrim out of the water. The fact And that people Bethesda. were like how is that yeah. the same as, what the fuck?
0: For Bethesda to see Witcher 3 and, and think hey let's just re-release Skyrim again in a world with The Witcher 3. I found really baffling because I think that was around the time where public opinion started to sway a little bit the other way with Skyrim and they thought, mm. hey, no, we've seen what can be done here. Are you going to fix the engine on this? Are you going to up the graphics? In an HD I... remaster, where's the HD?
2: They, they, Jesse, okay, they mm. did do that. And number two, they added mod support for consoles. Which yeah, exactly. Is they got the
0: community to fix the game.
1: Yeah. Um, look, that's <laughs> always been a bit of a uh, thing. The look with on face is like... <laughs> I kind of agree, to be honest. Like I know it's it's a running gag, and it is sometimes fun to shit all over Bethesda because nowadays they're just completely they dropped the ball making. Uh, what <laughs> they, going? They, they didn't drop the ball they like froze it turned it into glass dropped it made it shatter and then tried to piece it back together like a jigsaw puzzle was doing a handstand and jerking themselves off at the same time and then time.
0: W- wrote wastelanders on and said hey do you want it now <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. No, I don't know. But you, but
2: you guys are talking about <laughs> this, but you also have spent dozens, if not hundreds already, of hours playing Animal Crossing now, which is also something very similar with the same monotonous gameplay loop. You go over the same... But it doesn't every try loop. to be it the is, elf. Uh, Neither is Skyrim. It's, mm. it's, it is, it's monotonous. It's boring. Um, if you look at it from a 2020 perspective, um, when you look at it from a 2011 perspective, it wasn't. Even up until 2015, okay. around then. Um, but that's not the point that I'm getting at. It's like comfort food. It's like just I know getting into an old pair of socks. It's just it comfortable, is, yeah, and it's yeah. nice to visit that world and to just do whatever the fuck it is that you're going to do, whether that's mm. picking up freaking Nurn Roots or um, killing <laughs> the King of Skyrim. <laughs> Screaming weed. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs>
0: well, I think I think but, the, the old socks comparison is good because at this point they've worn some holes into it. I, yeah, I think this, this is a cash grab, yeah, and they yeah, need I to stop. That's, that's and fair. I think they will stop with it because they know... That it's become people a joke. And it's actually something to piss people off. It's just like, guys, you've you are they they are a good studio. They have some great ideas and great people working for them. However, just the last few releases haven't been great. They haven't gone to plan. Mm-hmm. Stop releasing Skyrim, which I believe they have, and <laughs> just focus on Finally. the the next Elder Scrolls game, which is fucking five years away. And uh, what's the space on Starfield?
2: Starfield, I think. Star.
0: Starfield, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, no. And for the love of fuck, use a new engine, please. Please. Oh, God, yeah. Todd I Howard, I if you listen friend to the show, please.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Do not
2: get your hopes up.
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap it up in a moment. I just want to kind of go around the room and what is a game that you want to see remastered or remade? And why? What would you add to it? Keelan, you want to start us off?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Now, um, there have been a few attempts at remastering JRPGs um, for various consoles. Chrono Trigger was one of them, and they kind of redid the graphics entirely. It was all smooth. They got rid of all the the sprites, the pixel art sprites. For some reason, it's terrible. It's absolute garbage. What I want to see is a remaster of a game like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI uh, from that classic Super Nintendo era um done in the style of Octopath Traveler so I'm keen on that I really like this idea like a a beautiful um 16-bit pixel art uh style but with modern graphical touches uh just like modern conveniences as well as in like you can speed things up if you need to doesn't take us long to you know get to places or to go through dialogue or to go to menus um the ability to save everywhere because I think that's necessary at this point now Dave um just those like little modern conveniences, as well as like uh, graphical touches and like a redone soundtrack as well, like a proper orchestra thing. Man, oh, fuck, that would yeah, be... The,
1: can we mm. the
0: audio redone? That would be beautiful. I think. I mean, Octopath is such a beautiful love letter to older games.
1: So it meeting is, halfway it all of it. with
0: Octopath yes. and Final Fantasy VI would
1: I mean, be really yeah. Cool. I, I just I just do want to take a second and just go fuck me. Octopath Traveler looks incredible, and the soundtrack is fucking fantastic games oh, like just, octopath
0: uh when people go on and on about like you know photorealistic graphics how i just kind of zone out because it's not all yeah. about that it is about having a oh, distinct absolutely. art style um that's For why think games like octopath uh they're, they're beautiful games they're really mm. nice mm.
2: i'd really like to see that style people run with that i think that's a great well, yeah game.
1: that'd be amazing to that go so good. to
0: the other end of the spectrum I want to see Cooler World in <laughs> VR. Now, Cooler World is a game that I will mention over and over again. It was a PS1 game, I believe. I remember playing it on the PS1. I had the demo. It was on the first demo disc I got with my PlayStation 1. You're a little ball, and you um, roll across a three block maze, and you can tilt the camera to see where you are. And you need to collect some items, and you can hop across like one square gaps and stuff like that, and you would get to the end point. Um had a really cool visual style like the background would always change and sort of warp and it had a cool soundtrack i want to take that to the next level with a full on remake in vr which would be almost like rez in vr which is such a trip it is like doing all the drugs at mm. once and then sculling a six pack <laughs> of red bull it is amazing have that same audio just bombing you the visuals of rez but have the astrobot esque camera scheme, a lot of VR games work best, mainly platformers, work really well because rather than being like, hey, you know, if you look to the left, your character looks to the left, it's no, you're the camera. You're the actual third person camera. Yeah. So when you move around, you can see a, a, a level from all directions. So rather than using the jo- the joystick to tilt this 3D maze, I would love to actually move in a room and, like, tilt my head and look up. And that, with the music in your ear and the visuals, I think that could be really, really, really cool. Simon, mm. what do you want done?
1: Uh, see, I'm... I have... I thought of a second one. So my, my original proposal would be something like Banjo-Kazooie because you can get it on Rare Replay. It's available, but having it completely remade with, you know, modern uh camera conveniences and, you know, a brand new coat of paint and etc et I think that would be phenomenal and it would be beautiful to sort of really sort of hit all of the nostalgia sweet spots. But the problem is I don't think they could change much about it. If they were going to remake it, yeah. they would have to be very, very faithful to the original game and otherwise they risk upsetting everyone who grew up playing Banjo-Kazooie. On the flip side, there's something you mentioned earlier, Jesse, people want a uh, you know a sequel. We we had Banjo 2 yeah. E. Where's Banjo Three yeah. where, E? Where's that? Well, it's called <laughs> like, u- Ukulele. Uh, ukulele's mm. awesome. Yeah, I absolutely b- love b- it. Ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- I thought of another one, which would be um, Zelda Skyward Sword, actually, because that Ooh. came out on the Wii, and that was heavily dependent on motion controls on the Wii Remote Plus. Hmm. And it worked. Uh, when I played it, I had a great time with it. I absolutely loved that game. But I've seen loads and loads of people on the subreddit complain about how it's janky and non-responsive and etc. etc. And I think that is a fair complaint. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it is a huge detractor of the experience. So remaking the game to not be dependent on those motion controls and you know, bring it out on Switch would be fucking phenomenal. You can't play okay, it anywhere else, gorgeous. can you, right now? No. Oh, okay. uh, you might be able to I on the Wii H- U. I'm not 100% Yeah, wasn't sure.
0: there a HD re-release of that?
1: No, no there wasn't. No, okay. There wasn't a HD re-release, but you might be able to download it on download the it, Wii yeah. U. Right. It, that's but you still the point, have to like, use the...
0: Old games memory. that relied on gimmicks, really seem to make them sort of playable, like mm. everyone's yeah. favourite game, Lair. Get rid or, of the 6 <laughs>
2: T- Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam.
0: Was that the one where
1: you actually had to have the skateboard?
2: Yeah. Oy. Yeah, that, that,
1: that flopped. Oh, what about We Fit? Only you don't have to get up to play it. Yes! You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why else do you think I gave myself a high five? <laughs> Alright. Well, let's wrap it up. You feel good about doing exercise without doing exercise. It's brilliant. I think Simon brought
0: us to the peak. So I think we'll wrap it up <laughs> Um, if you want to hear us ramble on about games even more um, we are on Spotify and iTunes Uh, subscribe and leave us a review and tell your friends and all that business you can check out all fan critical podcasts on all podcasts all good podcast services there's probably a bad Mm -hmm. one out there that we're not on I don't know I don't know I don't want to know about it Uh, fan critical are currently reviewing uh, season three of Westworld plus they have the full back catalog of shows and movie reviews you want to speak to us you can contact us at storymodevideogamepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out over on Facebook and Twitter at storymodepod. Now, this episode will hopefully come out on uh, Tuesday the 21st. If you're listening to it on the 21st, you still have a few days to enter our $100 gift card giveaway. Um, check us out on Facebook for that. Um, and also, if you want to chuck a few bucks our way, you can jump onto Patreon, search fancritical and uh, get access to a few extra shows, access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. You know, helps us out. That'd be good. Uh, Thanks for joining us, guys. Keelan, thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Simon, thank you. Enjoy your sleep.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And everyone, thanks for listening. And uh, stay safe and we'll catch you next week. Peace out. My dudes. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the show. <laughs> Guys, we prepared a musical number to oh, you fucking ruined it. Have we? Yeah, you went here for a rehearsal. So neither was I. Oh
1: shit.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Repenter, repenter.